This video is for anyone who understands that you can hunger and thirst for more than food and water. Now, if you have ever felt entirely empty or desperately dry, then you'll be encouraged by the hope that I'm gonna be sharing today from Psalm 63. Now, the message in this Psalm can be summed up in one phrase, praising God refreshes my dried up soul. Now, if you're currently in a dry season, then I hope you'll stick with me because I've got three ways to refresh your soul and a happy feet version of an old hymn that will have you praising God. Welcome to Believe and Speak. I'm Shauna Marie Bryant, and I post new videos every Sunday and Wednesday. I invite you to subscribe and click the bell for notifications. Now, every week I read a little bit of scripture and I pull a portion of scripture out that ooh, just really speaks to me, and I turn it into a declaration. And I invite you to believe and speak that declaration with me to empower your tongue with truth. We need to be speaking truth, especially when we're dry, when we're empty. We can declare what we know to be true out of the scriptures. And so if you're someone who knows that hunger isn't the only empty feeling and thirst isn't the only dry feeling, then you have a pretty good idea of where David was emotionally when he wrote Psalm 63. Now I'm gonna read just the first eight verses of that Psalm out of the New International Version. You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you, and I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Now the declaration that I pulled from those verses of scripture is this. Praising God refreshes my dried up soul. Now, if you can believe and speak that declaration, you are on your way to filling up your empty cup. So will you say that with me? Praising God refreshes my dried up soul. Now, if you've been watching me for a while, and especially if you're following me on my other playlist, Bible Basics, then you know that I love to do word studies. Now, I tend to go to blueletterbible.org. It's a great resource, absolutely free. You just type in the verse that you wanna study a word or more in, and it will bring it up 
In the original language, you can click on the word and see what it means. Again, sometimes the English language just falls so far short of saying just the, the rich and the depth of what David is writing in his Psalms. And so much of scripture is that way. The Hebrew language is truly a beautiful language. And I recently studied a word in the opening line to Psalm 63. It says, you God are my God. Now in English, we see just one word two times, but in the original language, David used two different words for God. First, David says Elohim. Elohim is an awesome God. He is supreme, divine, majestic. You, Elohim, he starts with, and then he writes, my God, you God are my God. This time he uses the exact same name that Jesus used when he cried out to his father from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This time the name is El, which speaks of God's strength. Both David in the wilderness and Jesus on the cross not only cried out to Almighty God, but they called him my God. Now in my word study, I learned that using God's name like this means acknowledging that the Almighty God gives himself fully to the soul that seeks him. When my God gives himself to me, I have everything I need. Now, I promise to share three ways to refresh your soul, and the first one is to talk straight to God. He is your God, and He wants to be in relationship with you, and He is more than fine with you being straight with Him. In the Bible Basics video that I published shortly before this one, I mentioned the time that I lost it in my Sunday school class and later cried out to my God about it. Now the class had begun a study on the book of James, which opens like this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now I encourage you to watch that video for more of the story and I'll put a link in the description. But in a nutshell, I was angry with God. I was angry with the book of James. I think I was even angry with my Sunday school teacher. Talk about a dry season of hollowed out emptiness. But I went straight to God. Not only did he not turn me away, he drew me in and gave me a drink from several verses of scripture that I can recite from memory to this day. My friend, go to God with your pain and talk straight with him. Cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He is your God and he loves you. Okay, so the next thing that Psalm 63 shows us about how we can refresh our soul when we are dry is this, focus on the good. David wrote, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. And I'll praise you as long as I live. In other words, I'll praise you no matter what. David would agree with our declaration, praising God 
refreshes my dried up soul. Will you say that? Praising God refreshes my dried up soul. Now, right before I went through the deepest valley of my life, I learned to focus on the good. So I tell you what, I'm not just telling you to do this. I learned it. I learned it the hard way. I was leading worship at a retreat, a women's retreat, and the speaker was sharing about her experience when her child died. Now, little did I know that within just a couple of months, my own child would die. And so when she was speaking, one of the things she shared, I will never, ever forget. She said, don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have and be thankful. I tell you what, we can look this way and see someone better off than we are, or we can look that way and find a reason to be thankful. And there's someone over there who's envious of us. Which way are we gonna look? If we focus on the good, it makes a difference. I tell you what, not long after that retreat, when I learned that my baby boy was gonna die, I had a girlfriend come to visit me. And as my little guy reached up and grabbed a hold of my finger with his little hand, she said, you're so lucky. What? Here I am, right, about to lose the son that I had just given birth to because of a chromosomal disorder. And she's telling me, you're so lucky. But that's when she said, my firstborn was stillborn. I never got to feel my baby squeeze my finger. I tell you what, we can look one way and be hurt and be angry and feel cheated, or we can look another way and feel grateful and thankful. Look at the good, my friend. Finally, the last point that I wanna make from Psalm 63 about how to refresh your soul is this. Remember you're not alone. Verses six through eight in Psalm 63, I'm gonna say it again. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I sing. In the shadow of your wings, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Again, I memorized those verses at that season of my life too. And I I did a word study on the word cling. And do you know that it is the same Hebrew word that's found in Genesis when it talks about how a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his wife. The word cling means to stick with, to stay close, to cleave, to keep close, to follow closely. Some versions of the Bible actually translate that word cling as following hard after. I tell you what, I clung to God after my son died. And I read Psalm 63 aloud regularly. I asked God, give me hope and darkness. I love how David remembered God on his bed and through the watches of the night. I tell you what, nights were the hardest for me. Hope gets snuffed out in the dark and dry seasons can be very dark. I think of Psalm 23, right? The valley of the shadow of death. But 
praising God invites his presence and God's presence chases away the darkness. My friend, crying out to God is a form of praise. I did a word study on that too. There is actually a Hebrew word for praise that means to cry out and to shout. So cry out to your God. Shout if you have to. Your soul will be refreshed when you talk straight to God, focus on the good, and remember you're not alone. Now I want to pray with you, and then I'm going to tell you about the Happy Feet version of an old hymn that will have you praising God, even if you're in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Let's pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can talk straight with you. Thank you that we could never let you down because we aren't holding you up. Thank you, God, that you hold us even when we can barely pull ourselves up. Lord, you are a good God. My God, my God, what a wonderful thought that is. Mighty and majestic and yet loving and ever so close. Lord, I pray that just as the scriptures say that you draw close to the brokenhearted and you save those who are crushed in spirit, Lord, that you would make yourself very real to anyone watching right now, Lord, who's hurting, who's broken, who's angry, who feels forsaken by you. Lord, and as they call on you and as they focus on your goodness and your strength, and yes, your grace and your mercy, Lord, that you would restore them, that you would refresh them. You lead us beside the still waters, Lord God, and you quiet our soul and refresh us. And for that, Lord, we are so thankful. So Lord, strengthen us even now. We ask in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to thank you for staying with me, and I hope that if I've spoken to you at all, if it's touched your heart, that you would click the like and that you would share this. Now, in the description, you are going to find a link to the old hymn that I was telling you about. If you've been in the church for a while, you might be familiar with the song, Blessed Assurance. But why am I saying happy feet? I recorded many, many years ago. Again, this story that I'm telling you about happened a while back. In fact, February 29th was the day my son was born. And this year, 2024, he would be turning 28 years old. But I had recorded this uh, worship song, this several worship songs in a worship album because I wanted to be in that place where I could praise God and, and restore my soul. And I love the song, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine, my God, my God. But as I gathered the musicians together, they started playing it the old dirgy kind of way. And I, I was just like, no, that's not how I want it done. And so I, I said, happy feet, think happy feet. I think at the time, Steve Martin had done this silly dance. If you're old enough to remember him, he was hilarious, quite the comedian. And I went outside to pray, and while I was outside, I heard the keyboard player start to play. Then the drummer, who happened to be my, hub, my husband, kicked in, and then the bass, and I tell you what, I came into the house praising God. And so again, I'm gonna put a link to that video in the description. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Click the bell for notifications and 
tell a friend because your tongue has power. Use it for good.